Well, I thought uh, since I'm coming to my old town where I grew up, I thought I would just kind of ride around a little bit and give you a little history of, uh, of where I grew up here. And uh, right now I'm outside the, the high school. I don't think it's a high school anymore. I think they changed it to something else. But it's the old high school, and, and uh, I'm looking at the old building that's the only one left standing anymore. But there's the choir, and of course this field, there's a baseball field here, and it seems a lot bigger when I was a kid. And uh, at one point, I wasn't going to the high school, but I was going to the middle school down the about, I don't know, four or five blocks down the road, but uh, we lived across from the high school when I was in middle school in a little house. Uh, not very good memories there, but uh, we lived there, but I remember one time uh, I ran over across the street from our house to hear this Elvis impersonator, and that was pretty cool. Um, that was really cool, actually, because I, I loved Elvis. I was a huge Elvis, huge Elvis fan, and um, and loved Elvis, but I never saw him in person, but this guy was, his name was Hank Heatherly, and he was like really, really good at Elvis impersonation, and um, anyway, I think it was after, just shortly after Elvis had died, but anyway, I remember that, that was a really good memory, um, I remember sneaking into the high school to the backstage and hearing him play, you know, the Elvis music, da-da-da, da-da-da, it was really cool, um, now I'm in front of the elementary school. Now they've torn down a lot of the elementary school, but what's left are the the walkways. Those little walkways that seemed so big back in the day and so tall. And I remember the uh, elementary school. I went first through fifth here, and uh, I loved it. It was great. It was great memories. Uh, back when we used to, when you used to have the old school with the window windows across the front of the school, and, and that was the classrooms. And you know, you'd put your uh, hand print on the paper and you'd cut out the paper and you'd make a turkey out of it and then you'd put it on the on the window and, and all the parents could see it and everything was really cool and uh, I remember all the, the things we did as children in elementary school and, and fall just seemed to be that special time of year when when people would be cutting grass and you'd smell the the fresh cut grass and it'd be a little bit of crisp in the air because you know I lived in North Florida so it did get cooler back when I was a kid but I remember just that feeling of, of fall school had started and, and I remember we would do Thanksgiving stuff in, in classroom and, and pilgrims and, you know we we'd watch a, a movie which back then it was a real to real movie you know uh, the old kind they bring the machine in the schoolroom, and we'd all we'd all gather together in one classroom, or maybe we'd go to the auditorium or something, and we'd watch a, a movie about pilgrims. And it was just really nice. It was a it was a magical time in my childhood. I loved elementary school. It was so much fun. I had great teachers. Um, and then we lived on this one street, Fourth Street, I think the name of it was, in the one house there on the corner. It was an old white uh, frame house. Wasn't much to speak of. My dad rented it. I don't think we ever really owned a house growing up. My dad was always moving us around. But we lived in this uh, in this old house and uh, didn't have air conditioning. I remember having fans in the windows, in the old windows. Uh, they had that that uh, 
lead in the sides of the windows that was the counterweight so you could lift the windows up because they were so big and um, I remember one time the, the rope had snapped inside the window and we heard this crash and it wasn't the window it was just that lead inside the window in that little area that would move up and down and anyway we lived in that house when I was in middle school and I think I must have been around sixth grade seventh grade and uh, I would ride my bicycle or walk to school uh, back when it was safe to walk to school and uh, I remember I wasn't very good at math we didn't really discover that I had dyscalculia until until really I was well into my adulthood with children of my own uh, but I didn't understand math really well and it came very very difficult to me everything else seemed to come pretty easy but math was really difficult and I remember my father my brothers bringing home bad report cards and my father uh, being so angry that he he made us uh, learn our multiplication tables because we didn't know him and he thought that he would scare us and beat us into learning our multiplication tables and so he sent us wherever we wanted to go at the time into our rooms or outside and we had to learn our multiplication tables. And uh, then he tested us every hour. And when we got one wrong, we got a whipping. And he whipped us all day long into the night. And I remember just being beaten over and over again by my dad in that White House. And how finally my mother came to our rescue and sent us all to bed. Think we ate it all that night. I think he just beat us. And there was an old lady who lived next door. Her name was Miss Daisy, and she was an alcoholic. And uh, sometimes she'd get angry and yell at us, and sometimes she'd be nice to us. It was kind of hard. Never really knew. And then here on the corner was um, Mr. Uh, oh, what was his name? Oh, what was his name? Mr. Lucas, a little short, rotund, bald man, who was my science teacher, and his his wife was the librarian. Uh, that's back when they used to paddle you. Mr. Lucas would paddle you. He had really bad breath. Uh, halitosis, I think, looking back. But he he, uh, he whipped me many a times in his classroom because I was not very uh, quiet. I was a, a rambunctious child. And then down the street on my left here, there was an old two-story house. It was a cute little two-story house, but it was old, probably built back in the... 40s, and um, Mrs., uh, gosh, what was her name, Mrs., uh, um, she was like four foot something, Mrs. Carter, I don't know, I can't remember, Carmen, Mrs. Carmen, yeah, Mrs. Carmen lived there, and she'd sit on her front porch and talk to us, and, and I'd go by, and, and she'd say something, and We'd act like we didn't hear because if you got caught up in her conversation, you got caught up in what we called the, the verbal vortex. And if I turn the corner here, and I don't know what street this is, there was a little old white house that we lived in a long, long, long time ago when I was about, gosh, I must have been five, maybe six, I don't know. Little old clapboard, white, small house. We always rented small houses and moved a lot. I don't know. Why? I guess my dad just couldn't stay put. But at any rate, I remember my mother sending me to the store, to the direct store. It was called the direct station. 
and it was a gas station, but they also sold milk, bread, gas, cigarettes. My mother was a smoker, a heavy smoker, and um, she would send me to the store with cash and uh, a note that said I could purchase cigarettes for and uh, <laughs> strangely enough, they would sell them to me, and uh, it was just kind of weird. And now as I turned the corner, I noticed some of the older homes that I remember looking at, some of these old 1920s, 1930s, Florida block-style homes, different types of homes, and uh, I remember thinking these were really cool homes back in the day, and I'd wish that we had had a, a home to live in. Of course, now down the street here, uh, Cliff Allen lived here on the corner and he had a, uh, a trampoline first time I ever jumped on a trampoline in my life and there was this really cool church across the street and it was this old uh, brick style church and it just looked like something that belonged up in the mountains somewhere and then next it was a Porterfield house Mr. and Mrs. Porterfield lived there and Mr. Porterfield was uh, I believe he was principal or vice principal back when I was a kid in elementary school and uh course I rode up and down these these streets on my bicycle all the time Shane my buddy Shane lived down the street here in, uh, in apartments he and his mom and his sister um, she was a single mom you know struggling like most single moms I'm sure and uh, of course Richard Adams lived across the street from the old White House I told you where my dad beat us and uh, I actually ended up working for Richard Richard had a Chevron station there at I-10 and 121, and, and I worked there for probably three, three years maybe, off during my high school years. And uh, when I was in high school, I had this really cool teacher. I loved him to death. His name was Paul Was our was our band teacher, and he was also our chorus teacher. And I wasn't in band, but I was in chorus, and I loved it. He lived in this little house here on the corner. It's uh, it's, it's painted green now. It's like a olive green is pretty color but he lived there back when I think it was just white or blue I don't remember but we used to go there hang out play Monopoly and he called it Monopoly and uh, he, had, he had pickles in his refrigerator and I loved pickles <laughs> and I remember eating quite a bit of them and uh, he never said a word never never made, made me feel badly about eating them course the Durbins lived next door in the two-story house we always thought they had a big house because it was two stories and uh, we, we kind of wanted their house and um, we uh, then then I remember uh, there was a guy that lived in this old house right here on the right he was a mean old man and he sat on the front porch one time and he uh, he said something to me and I made a comment and I said take a picture of the last longer and I was being a smart aleck Boy, he got mad, mad, jumped off his porch, come after me and yelled at me and told me, I know who your daddy is. And then, of course, Bo Norman lived here in the in the corner here on the two-story house. I always thought Bo Norman had a really cool house. He was really cool. Bo Norman was, was like one of the kids I wanted to be like. And, um, and then here on MacGyver Street, I remember uh, living here on MacGyver. Uh, golly, I must have been in the, must have been about 12, 13 years old. It was a raggedy old of crap house. There's the McGusterm in the front, my mama planted And um, it still looks like an old raggedy piece of white trash, you know, place. And of course, Jimmy, Jimmy lived next door, we called him Jimmy Crack Horn. And 
and uh, oh gosh, the Briggs girls, man, the Briggs girls, Jennifer and her sister lived here on the corner. Now, Jennifer Briggs was beautiful, long blonde, I mean, long black hair, beautiful, tall, I mean, she was just, man, she was one of the prettiest girls I remember at the time, and she lived just down from us, and they lived in this really cool old two-story house that was kind of run down now that I'm looking at it, but at the time, it seemed like it was such a cool place. You know, I remember I had the biggest crush on her because I'd see her every day when we'd walk to school. And um, I remember telling her when we got older, I said, you know, I had a big crush on you. And she said, really? I said, yeah, I thought you were the prettiest thing I'd ever seen. And uh, she said, well, why didn't you ever ask me out or, you know, ask me to go somewhere or something? I said, gosh, you were way outside of my league. And you were way too pretty for me. I, you know, guys like me didn't date girls like you. And, and she said, well, you should have asked you should have asked me and I said golly I wish I'd have known that <laughs> and uh, of course then there's the old post office down the street there used to be a old grocery store across from it a uh, Middle Eastern guy uh, owned it and I think my brother used to sweep and clean up around there and I think he paid me I don't know a couple of dollars an hour or something it was a lot of money to, to us back then but that was a big hangout and uh, oh this is where Shane and I jumped on the train we uh the train tracks were right by our house which gives you a lot of uh, perspective into where we live we were just poor white trailer trash we just happened to live in an old raggedy rental house and um, shane and i were bored and i don't even know when it was we were kids uh middle school i'm sure and um, the train came by real slow one day and i don't know if it was shane's idea or my idea but we decided we'd jump on the train and ride it down to the couple of blocks down and jump off and get back on it again which was really stupid um, then of course Mr. Gatlin lived down here in the really big expensive homes and uh, big brick home I mean he was he was like super rich like even back then even by today's standards he was rich he owned a, a large uh, plant nursery and uh, probably other things too he was he was very um, industrious and entrepreneurial anyway we didn't come back this side much uh wasn't much back here back then it was just it was just woods back then you know we'd, we'd go in these woods all all the time uh, ride our bikes and make forts and things like that of course here's the tracks right here in front of me where I, where shane and i jumped on the train and <laughs> rode it oh my gosh i can't believe we did that that was so crazy dangerous my mother would have beaten me to an inch of my life my daddy would have too um, of course we didn't tell anybody we didn't get caught thank goodness but um, here it is right here going over the tracks now wow it's <laughs> crazy we thought it'd be kind of fun to ride them and see how far we'd ride it i think we must have rode it about the league football field maybe a little further we thought it was long ways it was going really slow i mean we weren't we weren't like it, it wasn't going fast and then you cross over 90 which was the main street coming in and uh go over 90 and you you come by the oh gosh that's right there was a uh the funeral home here on the left when i was a kid crazy thing i was i was fascinated by 
by dead people, by dead bodies. And so I just went to the funeral home one day. Just I had nothing to do. I was just riding around my bike and went to the funeral home and went inside. And I saw on the outside where there were some names on it. I, I memorized one of the names. And when the guy came to me, I said, I'm here to see so-and-so. Uh, it was a, a Navy, uh, Navy guy who had died. And they had him in his coffin. And they had him in his uniform and everything. And I remember I was fascinated by that. Dead body here, you know, it's kind of cool. And then I went to the other room, and there was this little baby in there. That was that was a little frightening to see a little baby. I was just a kid at the time. There was this dead baby. Looked like it was sleeping. Yeah, it was pretty weird. And then on Shuey Avenue, this is Shuey Avenue, S H U E Y. My very first girlfriend lived here. Her name was Lisa, and Lisa was uh, she was Cuban or half Cuban. Beautiful girl, beautiful little black hair, beautiful olive-colored skin, just the sweetest little thing, and I remember going to her house. Her brother, uh, Terry, had graduated the Air Force Academy, and I remember seeing his sword up over the, uh, up over the uh, uh, fireplace mantle, and I was fascinated by this beautiful, beautiful, shiny silver sword, beautiful hand-crafted handle. It was just really, really nice. And um, she was my first girlfriend. <laughs> um, I think first grade. She'd just come from Cuba. And uh, wow. And then of course, here's the old hospital. It was probably 30 beds, maybe at the time. Uh, maybe a little more than that, but it can't, couldn't be much more than that. And uh, my brother had gotten burned pretty badly. Um, on, uh, we had a, my grandfather and grandmother had a chicken farm, and um, they had a big burn pile. This was before, you know, we had, uh, I guess, dumps. Maybe we had dumps, but you know, lived in the country. You didn't, you didn't take your garbage off to the dump. You didn't pay to have a big dump. You just kind of burned it in a big pile. Well, my brother, who was a textbook narcissist love playing with fire and uh, apparently had been messing around with uh, the gas gasoline earlier and got it all over him and on his clothes and everything and so he was playing with matches and set himself on fire and uh, got third degree burns over uh, about a third of his body and he ended up here in the hospital I think he was about eight I might have been six and uh, there's a picture of my brother in a wooden wheelchair out in front of the hospital and he's got his leg all bandaged and everything and uh, he was always getting hurt always something happened to him because he did stupid things but I remember back in the day when you walk in the hospital and you could only go so far because it was you know it was there were doors you couldn't go beyond and so um, I remember there was this old lady there and um, this is Wit and she was a nurse and she was mean as a rattlesnake she wore these glasses with the chains that hang, hang down on each side, you know. And um, she chewed gum. And she'd chew that gum, and she had a pointed nose, and she looked like a witch. She was mean as a, I'm serious, she was mean. And uh, I remember going back to see my brother one time, and she wouldn't let me go back. And I had to sit outside because I, I was under 12 or something like that. It was an age limit. You could, you could only go far back. But that was back when they had a, a, an operator that sat at a big, big desk with this huge... 
device in front of her that had holes in it where you would take one wire out, put it in another, connect them to a room, and it was an operator. You called the operator. She had this thing on her head. It was just, it was really very kind of, very cool. Something, you know, unless you lived back then, you, you wouldn't even know. It didn't last much through my childhood. And then we're back at the courthouse. And uh, I remember the courthouse. Uh, it was very small back then. Uh, they've added on to it now, but it was very small. And uh, it had a smell. Back then, everybody smoked inside, so it wasn't unusual to walk inside and smell cigarette smoke. Just about everywhere you went, even the hospital, they smoked. Uh, it was weird to have a doctor come in with a cigarette hanging out his mouth and he'd, you know, be seeing patients with a chart in his hand and a nurse standing next to him and all. But uh, then across the street from the uh, courthouse is Lyman, was what was Lyman Greens back then. Lyman Greens was a barbecue place and you could get a barbecue plate and they would fill that thing up. And of course, back then we thought it was expensive. We loved it. Had great barbecue, and, and uh, Jennifer Luby worked there, and Mike Luby. I think that was their family that owned it. And then Cattywampus to them was the, uh, the, the Chevrolet place, Sand Chevrolet. And uh, I bought my very first brand new car from Sand Chevrolet. And, and of course, downtown Woodland, it's it's changed a lot. There used to be a restaurant there called the Blue Haven. It's just a just a little dive, nothing nothing special, just a restaurant that they had. When I was a kid, if we ever got to go anywhere, my brother and I loved grilled cheeses with uh, ham in it, and that was a big treat for us because we didn't get to go out much. But uh, I remember eating at Blue Haven restaurant; it was kind of cool. And uh, gosh, that was back in the early '70s, I guess. City Hall, Wells Insurance Agency, Lou Weber Tire, the Direct Station, but much to our downtown back then, we just had a little flashing light, that was about it, you turn right, you go north, and you're in Georgia, about 15, 20 miles, maybe less, then you go left, you go south, Around and I, I remember when my dad was a police officer with the city of Oakland, and uh, he was the assistant chief of police. And, uh, it was kind of neat, you know. Uh, the old jail, it's a museum now, but I remember spending the night in that old jail. My brother and I was, when my dad was working, I think my mom was, he and my mom were separated, I think. My dad took us to work with him. Uh, we were above the jails, it's on the third story. It's just this big open room up there with a big iron bed. Me and my brothers were sleeping up there. We could hear the drums downstairs in the jail singing and crying and making all the noise. It was just kind of weird. Um, but it wasn't unusual for me to get up and go downstairs and talk to the, the big guy who was the uh, uh, dispatcher. <laughs> He wore a pair of overalls and a t-shirt that was his uniform. He was a dispatcher for the city police. And uh, so the screen door behind him that he'd leave open to be cooler. <coughs> and uh, of course the library was next door, which was the old courthouse, which is beautiful. Uh, go 
got that old wood smell and it just takes me back to when I was a kid. So much of this little town was an integral part of my childhood. I rode my bike everywhere I could. Anywhere I could ride my bike, I could go. And, and we were fortunate enough to live in the city that uh, you know, bikes could go on hard roads a lot better than they could on dirt roads. And back then, there were a lot, a lot more dirt roads than there were hard roads. Nowadays, it's just the opposite. But I remember so much about this little town. So much of my life was spent here. Of course, when I became a teenager and I could drive, it was you, know, you rode up and down the Main Street, you look for people who were parked, you pulled up beside them, and they like, you know, they saw you and you didn't see them, they'd beep at you and you'd pull in and, you know, you'd talk for a while. And really, what we were doing was trying to find girls, and uh, we weren't always successful, but uh, we play hide and go seek sometimes with our cars, which was kind of fun, you know. And uh, we'd have an area where we could be, and of course, you know somebody count it's be in the GNH parking lot we'd all scatter and head over head around and you know if you found them you beeped at them and then they were they were tagged that was fun um, that was crazy we'd pull up people's yards at night cut our lights off and lay down in the car trying to hide from the other person um, that was what we did in a little small town in Flinty, Florida wasn't a whole lot to do back then I suspect there's not much to do today, although it's a lot bigger, a lot more spread out. People don't know each other like they used to. We used to know everybody. Everybody knew everybody back then. That yeah, was just small town living. But uh, anyway, I just thought I'd take you on a little memory of my town. Hope you enjoyed it. Maybe it made you think about yours. Thanks for listening.